Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 17th episode of Trade Talks. I go about as Medici FX. My name is Stefan, and today on this long-awaited podcast, I've got Vianne and Philip, uh, the owners of Opes Trading. I'm really excited for this episode. Uh, welcome. Hey. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Yeah, we're doing really good. That's great to hear. It's a pleasure to have you both here. Uh, I've had you separately both on my show and now it's time to kind of wrap it up and have you both talk from your experience. So looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, so, you know, to start things off, I got a question. Uh, it's a rather personal question, right? But we know that you guys are together. But did you guys meet of the fact that you are traders? Or was it something that was unrelated and then you figured out that you both trade and that kind of clicked together? Well, we met actually through trading, funny enough. Okay. Um, he's like good friend um, I had on Instagram, which I think I knew through people or something like that. And he had, um, I randomly, like this was back in the day, I randomly put up a photo of a chart and I like rarely do, hmm. like before. I do now, obviously, but before I really did, so no one really knew I was a trader and I was really excited about a trade. So I posted a photo of it right. and his friend was like, no way you trade. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, I'm part of this group that's called Opus. We're like all from Sydney. And I had no idea anyone traded in Sydney at the time. Like I didn't know any traders. Okay. And then he was like, my friend Philip uh, runs this, business called Opus Trading Group. It's like a full group of traders. We all trade together and we have like a group. And then he obviously told Philip about me and right. was like, this girl's a trader. <laughs> and then he added me and started talking to me. And then we just always talk about trading until we actually finally met up. And then, yeah, I guess we were right. in a relationship soon after. Got it. I think I think Vian saw it as strictly a trading thing, but in the back <laughs> of my head, it was a bit more than that. Okay, okay. Good job, man. <laughs> so on that uh, topic, now that you're together, do you share a lot of insights in trading or is it still somewhat a personal space where you like to chart alone and do your own journaling or do you actually incorporate it a lot between each other? Um, we don't really share much between each other when it comes to trading. Okay. Like Philip has his own style. I have my own style. I trade gold. He <laughs> trades FX. Occasionally I'll like give him a nice gold trade. I'll be like, take this gold trade. He'll take it. If he tells me about a Forex trade, I still don't take them because I hate <laughs> trading FX pairs. But we literally like do not discuss our trades with each other. Like it's so rare. Right. I think we used to at the, at the start and uh, as you would know, and as many traders would know, that no two traders are exactly the same, like, no matter how close you are. Mm -hmm. So we used to find that if we did have different views on the same thing, we would kind of clash, right? Or you'd, you'd make yourself, it would make you doubt yourself. And ever since V got into gold trading, it, it's actually been really good because we both focus on our own things and we both just kill our own aspect of trading and we kind of don't don't like to dabble into each other's stuff and we find that that works really well yeah mm -hmm. i remember like phil used to like 
tell me about a trade and I'd be like, I don't see that at all. Like, I don't see what you're seeing at all. Like, I don't understand how you came up with that. But he, so he clearly has his own way and I have my own way. So I think we, we definitely clashed when we shared information like that. Okay, interesting. But Phil, uh, Philip does trust you on the blind calls for gold though. <laughs> yeah. So do, do, you, uh, do you hold her accountable when it goes wrong or how does that go then? How many have gone wrong, Philip? Look, the problem is, is um, yeah, not many go wrong. So whenever I do take them, I'm just hoping that I'm going with the correct one. Yeah, but, it. you know, she's usually got like one or two out of ten incorrect. And <laughs> I just hope that it's not one of those. <laughs> it's a little passive income stream, isn't it? You know what? The last trade I took was one of the wrong ones, which is actually today. But oh. yeah, I, I, <laughs> I sold at a 1900, but it broke straight through it. Yeah, but actually, yeah, she yeah. even told me she goes, "It's a riskier type of trade. Don't risk much on it." So you know, uh, okay. it is what it is. Yeah, well, that's nice to hear. That's uh, that's funny. But what? But about... she doesn't trust me. So that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't trust me. Yeah, yeah. Well, what can you do? <laughs> um but what about psychologically wise uh do you um what's that called do you boost each other's like psychology when things are going wrong in that regard in trading or also not or is that something you have to figure out by yourself yeah i i definitely think um philip is quite supportive like if i'm feeling like a bit crappy mm -hmm. um he'll always tell me like you're the best <laughs> so it's <laughs> nice to hear that all the time from your partner because Sometimes you can you can feel like a bit low or not like you're doing good enough or stuff like that and vice versa. I try to like support Phil if he's, you know, not mm -hmm. feeling the best because we all go through it in trading. Like we all have our times where we feel like just a bit like bleh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. Like you know, V V's always supporting me. And the, the thing is, is we've now reached a level where we're not really getting into those big drawdowns and big psychological, you know, barriers where, you know, it's pretty much the accounts on fire. We don't have that stuff. You know, that stuff was when we first started. Mm -hmm. So to us now, a bad day psychologically is just, you know, taking a loss or taking a few losses in a row. And... We, we we both support each other and we both know that you know we're great traders it's on to the next one and you know we're going to make up for it right. but in terms of psychologically helps, yeah so we're always like if if we've copped a loss we kind of how how we do it is in so we don't over trade or so we don't we're not looking at the charts too much we might get up go for a walk. So it's easy to have someone as a partner that trades because they understand where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. And they understand that when when you need to get off the charts, they're there to support you to do that and okay. help you. Soccer. I think as well, like if you if you're with someone who doesn't trade, I mean, like you can work, but it does definitely help when someone understands like what a loss is like if you were like, say, married to someone and they had no idea about what you did and that losses are a normal thing and say you took a like a five grand loss and they look at you going like what the hell you lost five thousand dollars <laughs> yeah. they'll see it like that whereas like 
if we take a loss and we know that that may be normal for our account. Mm -hmm. So it's good to have someone who's like, who gets it. Yeah. 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 That's definitely, it's, it's good that we're both traders in a way. Yeah. Cause that was also one of my questions too, you know, uh, is it funner or is it possibly more boring or that you both are traders instead of one having a normal standard job. So you already answered that. Oh, definitely. I reckon it's better because someone who's got a standard job, I believe doesn't truly understand the life of a trader and the decisions of a trader. Like we wake up every day with the potential of ending our day, paying money to our job, mm -hmm. not even, not even breaking even. We have the potential of actually paying to go to work. So having someone that actually understands that and support you through that is, is amazing because I reckon a standard partner that's going to sit there and make you doubt yourself and make you doubt why you're trading. Is this trading for you? Mm -hmm. I don't understand why you do this to yourself. Those are the stuff that a trader particularly doesn't need. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, that's just negativity that can also psychologically set you back. Yeah, that's the unnecessary, unnecessary volatility in your life. You just need to be uh, tranquil, just relaxed. That's, I think, yeah. what you get from such relationships where yeah. you guys, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because, I don't know, on Instagram and in many places, it's advocated that when you're in a relationship with a trader, that you do everything together. And it's um, interesting to hear from you that the trading itself goes kind of apart, but then everything outside of trading goes together. Yeah. yeah. I guess. I guess we... We have times where we're together in terms of when we learn something, when we're showing each other the chart, but in terms of actually executing trades, we yeah. don't do that. But has, has Vian, for example, ever introduced you to her goal strategy or were you ever interested? Um, look, I'm not going to lie. Our strategies are very, very similar. Mm -hmm. It's just that because gold is, you know, gold is gold and I trade effects. They just behave differently on the charts. Mm -hmm. But when she takes a trade, I can almost tell her exactly why she took it. And she'll tell me, yes, that's the reasons. Okay. But you never see each other hand in hand trading gold or the same uh, FX pair, for example. No, unless I give him like the gold trade, I think he'll take it. But uh, that's pretty much the only time we'll take a trade together. But not like that in the future, for example, Philip would come up and be like, look, I see this on gold. And you'd be like, oh, okay. And then you both. Take <laughs> no, no, put no, it that, put it that I will way. Never, I will never take someone else's call on gold. Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. <laughs> not even my part. <laughs> put, it, put it that way. I don't even mark up gold on my charts. I don't look at it. I don't analyze it. I've got it on there purely for, you know, when V tells me to look at something. Yeah. But in terms of charting gold or, you know, doing technical analysis on it I never do that mm -hmm. you know when you've got an expert as a partner why would you yeah <laughs> yeah no yeah straightforward well you guys run Opus together right does I understand correctly yeah to yeah. what extent does business and personal relations like how can they be done together and to what extent can you like segregate the emotions in business and in uh, friendships or relationship because I, I know from experience in some cases it can go really really wrong but in some cases when with the right people it can go right yet you know there's always these little doubts or not doubts but like little hiccups that could occur like what's your take on that I think like we're 
like I'm a strong believer in that you really separate your emotion from business. Mm -hmm. Like I've run a lot of businesses myself and I've done a lot of like stuff on my own and a lot of stuff with people and even friends. Mm -hmm. I think the most important thing is always separating like your relationship from the business as well. Mm -hmm. Like the business is its own entity. We're just running it Mm -hmm. and we also have to separate our emotions from each other with the business Mm -hmm. because when it's about work, it's about work. When it's about us, it's about us. So it's a separate thing. We never mesh them together. Like if if I'm upset at Phil, for example, about something silly or whatever, I'm not going to, you know, not talk to him because we have something to do with the business. Like yeah. we'll go back to talking about work in a second. Like it's, it doesn't, like we just completely separate that emotion. And I think that's just important in every type of business relationship, whether it's like, a friendship or a relationship or just a colleague always to separate like the emotional aspect of it yeah 100 percent. sorry also stefan the thing is is our visions are so aligned and we have you know we're so aligned in our visions and what we want that our business has kind of become you could say our life in a way mm-hmm. that we we don't look at business as this separate entity where we're waking up, going to work, working, and then coming home to, to you know, to right. live our own lives. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so because we're so aligned in our visions, it actually works hand in hand perfectly. Right. Okay. But how do you go about separating those, for example, emotions when there is conflicts within that business? How do you go about resolving that? Because I, I believe there's many people, sorry. I believe there's many people that do run businesses together with friends or even in, with couples and then they mess it up because they can't handle, they can't separate those emotions. Honestly, I think it takes like a very strong will for one because it isn't an easy thing when there's emotions involved, but mm-hmm. you have to just do it. Like for the sake of the business, you need to do it. You can't let the emotions get the best of you. If you're both as individuals like me and Phil willing to grow a business, you see the potential in it, you both have this goal and vision, Mm -hmm. then nothing else should get in the way when it's work, it's work. Like I said before, like you can't, you just can't mix the two as much as I see it, like as much as we are in a relationship and we are running this business together, it's still something that we both keep at the forefront that it is work and it, there's nothing personal when it comes to business decisions. Mm-hmm. And another thing is like Phil, which works really well for us is Phil has his strengths in the business and I have my strengths. For example, like if he's really, if he he's good at uh, putting things into action, I have these great ideas or he has other ideas in terms of marketing or what, whatever it may be, or in terms of our subscription or what we offer. Like the other day, I, um, Phil had a great idea to include a stock trader. And I was like, great, I, I have some stock traders I can talk to. Like we both kind of complement each other in running the business, which is good because we both equally have like great things to offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's whatever the other person lacks, the other person pretty much covers. Yeah, And how we overcome it is great communication between us so before we make any big decisions we always talk them out you know um yeah. way before they're due we talk them out and you'll find that honestly like 
nine out of ten times we both agree on on whatever it is before right. we even discuss it because like i said before because our visions are so aligned it's very rare for me or for v to say to me no i don't like that and i definitely don't want to do that mm -hmm. it's because we're both equally um you know putting into this business we're both um we're both traders we're both good traders and we, we both, both have like entrepreneurial backgrounds as well which yeah. helps right yeah so we both have an equal input and when there's two people having an equal input and no one's lacking that's where you'll find a lot of positivities flowing from these two people right. and we just trying, yeah we try and keep emotions out of it but honestly just great communication because that's all it is at the end of the day if you don't have good communication that's where problems come out of even if we disagree on something all, all it comes down to is just a chat how can finding we fix it yeah finding an alternative what can we do to fix it and we just somehow you know we're going to obviously agree on something at the end of it yeah disagreements only come from poor communication i believe yeah yeah spot on i think communication and friendships and relationships and in businesses is equivalent to journaling and trading like you're basically communicating with your own charts and your own uh, emotions when you're journaling same as within friendships and businesses when you're communicating with someone is basically you're reflecting upon each other's kind of ideas and that's how it kind of gets resolved yeah another thing as well is i think a lot of disputes or what you're referring to that come between business partners especially if they know each other a lot of time is over money yeah and yeah. Um, you know between me and v like we're, we're obviously planning on doing all this for the both of us so the, the money's never a problem when right. it comes down but do I you have think... a funny story as well before you ask another question. Yeah. The other day, like, like I was saying before, we like work is work, relationship is relationship. I went on, to, I was like sitting down and I wasn't with Phil at the time. And I was, I really wanted to have a meeting with him about like one of like our growth strategies after like at the end of the day. And I scheduled a meeting on Google. <laughs> So when I saw Phil, he's like, why'd you schedule a meeting? You're just going to see me when you get home. Oh my. I'm like, I want you to be there on time. I've got like a Google meeting at like 6 p.m. scheduled and it's like press, press, you know, accept to attend. I actually called her and I go, are you kidding me? <laughs> that's, uh, that's professional. Nice. <laughs> uh, that's, that's funny to hear. And uh, regarding the money, you say, did you think that's also cultural upbringing, like how uh, one is like brought up in the regard, how their environment, like how their environment was. So they learned that if you can work out with somebody like with money and stuff, like it's easier for those kind of people, because I believe cultural upbringing in some like cultures, it's like you need to stick to yourself in Belgium. They're really closed off in that regard. Everything has to be done by themselves <clears throat> in financial terms. So maybe it's because your cultural upbringing uh, is different. That's where you can go hand in hand with each other. Do you think that could be the case? 100 percent, 100 percent. And that's, you know, I, I truly believe and I'll say it like from a psychological point of view, subconsciously, it's, it comes down to that as well. It's, it's all about the upbringing, how you actually treat money, what you think of money, what you've been taught to believe about money. Mm -hmm. And if you once again 
we are aligned and that's what i've been trying to say the whole time is because we our visions are so aligned and we've also our upbringing and the way we think about money is also aligned it helps you know it helps us in that aspect yeah okay yeah i definitely agree as well like i think is also like having a mutual respect for each other as well in terms that like we both know we're bringing something big to the business right and we both know that we're both putting in the work so obviously if there's two people bringing value you're bringing double the one person mm -hmm. so essentially you're going to grow a bigger business mm -hmm. you right. know then if you were on your own it becomes much more difficult so like when you look at the bigger picture collaborating with someone who has a big vision like you do who sees what you see and who who has the value to bring as much as you do, mm -hmm. you see the bigger picture. Yeah, 100%. Uh, there's a quote, it goes around something like, if you want to go quick, you go alone, but if you want to go far, you go together. 100%. Yeah, so 100%. that's uh, really relatable here. Um, so guys, let's say a flashback to when you guys weren't trading to your first days. To what extent do you think it would have been possible if you've met then that you've kind of embarked this journey together in order to become uh, traders that you are now? Or do you think that wouldn't be possible? I think I would have hated Phil. I hated <laughs> everyone around me when I started trading. So it was probably not a good idea. I would have been like trying to be better than him. <laughs> like, I think I would have tried to compete with him. And I really didn't like anyone when I started trading because all I was doing was taking losses. I was in a bad mood all the time. Um, honestly, if I met V and we both weren't traders and we weren't even getting started into trading, I still truly believe it would have worked because she is the female version of me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, and then for us to say, what if we weren't traders, see we would still be something to do with entrepreneurship, something to do with risk-taking because that's just us. That's our personalities. Yeah, that's in our DNA. Yeah, it's just the way me and VR. Yeah. And whatever it was, trading or not, it, we still would have worked perfectly based on that. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that's what the basis is also for your kind of click. Not necessarily trading, but this competitive mindset of entre entrepreneurialism, if that's a word. Yeah. Do you guys still have competition between each other? Like, I got more pips than you. I got more percents than you this week. <laughs> nah, right. never, never. Okay. I don't think I've ever thought like that. Well, first things first, if you're going to count gold pips like some people do, <laughs> she'll, she'll be on like thousands while I'm on like 50. Yeah. And um, honestly, like, we don't see it as a competition. At the end of the day, we're building everything as, you know, together and, you know, for each other. Yeah. I think that's that's also a huge uh, thing with friends as well who get in trading like any friends and then they start getting better at it but as soon as one starts making more or something that's where the bitterness comes from and that's why many people part ways in trading uh, even if they want to have like they want to start a hedge fund and then three three friends are like working and then some friend gets more pips like last three months and then the other two are losing then they get bitter about it and then they will drop them off like i feel that's really common nowadays really i can never imagine myself being like that with phil like hmm. if anything i'd love to help him be better if he ever needed it and vice versa i think he would do the same for me like i don't think 
there's ever I've never felt like it's been a competition of like who's better because mm-hmm. I think we and I think a big part of that would be like we both have we both trade different things like he he's really good in forex and I'm really good in gold like we both have different strengths so mm-hmm. I think that's why like if Phil came up to me and said I'm trading gold from now on that's it I'd be like hey hold on a second <laughs> i'll be like no you're not gonna be better than me come on don't take my bright bright light <laughs> right okay interesting um so do you guys have similar daily routines then or not yeah like this morning i slept in and phil went for a run so sometimes <laughs> depends how lazy I am. But other than that, it's more or less like quite similar. I think like we both meditate at night, like often, mm-hmm. um, unless I'm like hooked on a TV show. But other than that, like I usually will meditate with him. Like he'll play something really cool. Read, read books, meditations. Yeah. We try and exercise at the same time. At the end of the day, when you have a trader as a partner, you both understand like what you need mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, you need that exercise. You need to get your mind off things. You need to meditate. You need to wake up and go for that walk to start your day. So we truly understand each other in in aspects of life and trading. Right. And does that mean you guys also have vision boards together and do you manifest together as well? Funny you say that. Like literally, I just updated mine and Phil just updated him at the same time. And I was like oh. printing out and i was laminating them i was like i'm gonna put them in the shower so every time we have a shower in the morning we both see our vision board so yeah we both do now right um we just printed them actually like a week ago lovely well, that's great to hear that's amazing okay uh this is totally different uh, kind of topic um and i got this actually from a couple of people on instagram so this is also for the people out there they were asking how do you guys quantify improvement because there's a lot of people right now that i talk to for example and they're like you know i'm trading and i'm doing crypto or i'm doing something else and sometimes i feel that i'm stuck and i haven't moved forward in my business or whatever and i feel that i haven't got further than i was a year ago and they feel this kind of i don't know this uncertainty in what they're doing so for you guys, how do you quantify how much you've improved and how do you kind of track all of that to know that if you're on the right track or wrong track according to what your what your you know vision is? I think a big part of that is like how consistent am I every day at what I'm doing and improving at what I'm doing? Like am I staying consistent or am I making mistakes? Am I like going veering off from my strategy or am i veering off from my rules like is every by the end of the week has every day been consistent with my rules with my strategy with my work have i like i I usually as well like have a list in terms of like business wise have like a list at the start of the week and i know phil does as well and and that's the, the the things that need to be done by the end of the week So then I'll tick them off or highlight them as I go. Mm -hmm. And then by the end of the week, I think, oh, has like what hasn't been done and why can Mm -hmm. I do it today? Or am I going to have to push that to next week and try get through as many things? I think that's important, especially when you're running a business, because you have to keep up. Mm 
-hmm. Like even in the trading world, everything's changing every day. And if you're not, if you're not adjusting to those changes constantly, then you're going to fall behind very quickly because it's a very fast paced environment. Everything's moving quick Mm -hmm. and everything's changing quick in business and in trading. So I think it's, you have to keep up. You can't, for us anyways, like we don't take days off. Mm -hmm. I know that's probably not the best advice. You should take days off, but when you're starting a business, you really can't, I have people coming and messaging me all the time, asking for advice on trading or if they did the right thing and I want to help them. So Mm -hmm. I'll like dedicate time in my day to helping them Mm -hmm. and responding to all those questions and trying to be there for everyone. So I think to answer the question, I I think really just keeping up, making sure you're not falling behind and always adapting to change whenever it's necessary. Okay. And uh, I'm going to ask one little follow up question. And if you do fall behind on your list, uh, let's say you have 11 things for the week and you only do six, do you carefully journal about why you missed them out or do you make sure to just do them without the journaling? I don't journal stuff with my work. I just have to, I just get it done. Like honestly, after years of doing it and running businesses before, I just have known that things have to be done. You can't just leave it behind. Like I've worked with people that just, they just don't get things done and they don't end up succeeding. You see in that path, mm-hmm. like they don't move forward. And that's why I say getting things done and like keeping up is mm-hmm. really important because I've watched so many people fall behind because they're not putting in that work. They're not finishing things on time. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you one thing and you know, to track improvement and that's in terms of my trading business and life, you need to have short term, medium, term and long-term goals Mm -hmm. and you've got to look at the long-term goals as something you want to achieve in time and there's all these little minor you know short-term goals that you need to kick off on your journey in order to reach that destination Mm -hmm. so people try and usually aim too big and too high and want to get there too quickly and they fail to understand the concept that those little small steps are what get you there. Mm -hmm. So you have to wake up every single day. And that's why a a lot of people get discouraged and they fall behind is because they don't see that that little, what that little walk in the morning or that meditation can do for them in the long term. Mm -hmm. They skip that because they just want to get to becoming a good trader or they want to be this amazing trader because they saw someone online making $20,000 in one day. So they just want to get to that. And they fail to recognize that it's those little steps that get you there. Right. Okay. So tracking your improvement should be done based on the on you know three things: the short term, medium term, and long term goals. So your long term goal, let's say, is what you want to achieve by the end of year. Your medium term is what you want to achieve by the middle of the year. And your short term goals are your week to week goals. Right. And you track those week to week goals, and when you hit you know the six months. You see, have you hit the targets you want to hit? Yeah, yeah, I think. When you reach the end of the year, you look at, have you hit what you want to hit? And if you didn't hit those goals, it means there's there's some of the smallest steps that you failed to take or to do. Yeah, that's and sometimes it. And aiming too high, don't get me wrong, it's not wrong either. You know, aim as high as possible. And even, you know, even if you get halfway there, 
you still did you still went a lot further than what you would have if you didn't yeah that's that's perfectly said yeah something i used to do as well which was also like a fun thing to do is that i would write my extra long-term goals in a box Hmm. like i'm looking like yearly goals so on like the new years i'll write um not on a box, sorry, in a, on a paper and put it in a box. Yeah. So I'll write all my goals for that year um, in a box, all my work goals, all my like personal goals, maybe my health goals, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. I put it in a box and I put that box away. When it comes to the end of the year, I open the box up and I see what have I achieved this year. And actually it helps like boost your confidence and your and motivates you because you see hey i finished all these things or i achieved all these things that's awesome i did that this year and then you feel at the end of the year like you've achieved a lot whereas if you just go every year by year sometimes you may forget what you've achieved and i used to have that a lot as well mm-hmm. and, and one key thing is never compare yourself to anybody else because you don't know anybody else's journey you don't know how long and how you know how hard they worked to get there so never compare your journey to anybody else's. Yeah, I think, yeah, why I said you uh, said it perfectly was because those people who ask these questions most probably are looking somewhere on Instagram that there is some Lamborghini and some guy who's 22 has gotten one probably rented as well. And then that's kind of their long-term goal. Like even if it's real, like it's their long-term goal. And then they feel stuck simply because they don't have their short-term, medium-term goals, so they're not. They're just comparing, so it's it's kind of useless. Maybe that's where the whole, that's why this generation kind of feels stuck in what they do and not sure if they're on the right path. So and look, don't get me wrong. I mean, this industry is a bit, it's a bit up and down in the way I look at it. Is people show off their fancy things like their cars and you know what they have and their material possessions, which is. Yes, we do gain that because we do live, we do work in this high risk, high reward type of career where we do get those, you know, cars and supercars and whatever. However, what people fail to recognize is yes, you can get these things, but not straight away. Mm -hmm. I don't look, I don't look wrong into anybody that advertises material and cars because it is real. But at the end of the day, people need to understand that it's not going to happen in a week either. 100%. Sometimes. Yeah. Sorry. But sometimes it's not even, you know, it's not even about a Lamborghini or going somewhere on vacation. Sometimes it's the fact that you can wake up at 11 a.m. and that you can just do whatever you want during the day and just have a trade uh, place. Like people misconcept that success doesn't necessarily need to be all this fancy dinners with dumpies or fancy champagnes and all that it, it can literally be that you don't have a boss above you and that you can cover your monthly costs and you know that you're happy and you love what you do that's a hundred percent 100 percent. like you can't you can't put a price on freedom and there is nothing greater than freedom and all these material material possessions as i always say as long as you own them and they don't own you that's all that matters that's it and i believe so many people are chasing things for them to own them i should be quiet (laughs) i think you got it from a book but (laughs) (laughs) i don't know yeah i read it somewhere surely yeah 
Yeah, no, for sure. So for people out there, right, like all of this, I hope you wrote it down or something, because this is pretty much, yeah, not, yeah, it's kind of the key to understanding why you might be feeling stuck and everything else. Um, and it's also normal to feel that way. Like we've all gone through that where we feel stuck or that we're plateauing out. Even if you're on like a fitness journey, like there is that moment where you plateau out in your weight loss or whatever it is. 100%. It's the same thing in your career. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure you guys still have it right now. You know, I, I'm still going through it. Everyone's. It's 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 normal. It's growth. Yeah. Right. Um. Interesting. Yeah. No. That was uh well covered. I think. I don't think I have any more uh, follow ups on that. If you guys want to add something, otherwise I can go to the next topic. Yeah. Well, yeah. Good. Next. Cool. Next topic. So so this is not to do with trading, but. In regards of mental health, how do you guys deal with all the lockdowns? Because I believe Australia had a really severe lockdown policy, if I'm correct. We did like a year ago, I think, in 2020, in March. But right. they eased it off like quite quickly. So I didn't really? feel... I never felt it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, like No, like I remember when we were all in quarantine and I had to stay home on my birthday. But, okay. but I never like it never affected me because we were like back to normal very quickly and even when we weren't i was still like walking around i didn't really care but i'll tell you something stefan i'm, I'm an introvert and a hermit so uh, staying at home by myself is is a really good <laughs> right okay yeah no because i wanted to ask you know because here in europe we had severe lockdowns and people couldn't go anywhere and this and that but okay from your experience if you you know if you can say something on this what do you say to someone who's been for example locked up in a inside space kind of and they've kind of lost this motivation to kind of do things because they can't see friends they can't go out to the bar or something like that i don't know if you can comment much on this but how do you keep the drive going for those who've lost their drive due to external factors honestly find a hobby you know me and v started doing artworks <laughs> oh nice um, read books don't waste your time use that time to actually learn new skills learn new hobbies read you know read books do do something new find something that's that's going to benefit you in your life do it because time on your own you know rarely ever comes and you know great ideas always come when you're on your own you're not going to have a great idea when you're at the bar when you're out with your friends mm -hmm. so use that time wisely is what i would say Mm -hmm. I think as well, like, use it as a time to look inwards instead of, like, every day we always look outwards. We yeah. look at everything around us. Like, it's a really good time to, like, look inside. What is it that you want in your life? Where do you want to – where do you see yourself? Like, you know, look inside, see who you really are. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds deep, but it's, it's actually a really good <laughs> exercise to, um, you know, look because we don't get that opportunity often. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, yeah, if no. Anyone any, if anyone wants any book recommendations, I can give them plenty as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, perfect. Can you, can you maybe name like two right now? So. Um, depends. What do you want on what topics? Up to you, man. Looking inwards. If you're at home in quarantine, yeah. here's a good book. What is it, Phil? <laughs> Honestly, one of my all-time favorites is The Alchemist. Okay, yeah. I would definitely recommend that. I don't want to give any books that are too deep. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, 
I, I can and, give one in myself, uh, the Daily Stoic. Yeah, definitely. That yeah. That's really good as well. And I would probably say Becoming Supernatural by Joe Dispenza. Oh, 100%. That's a, that's a really good book for when you're stuck at home. 100%. Uh, little rundown, just a little, little rundown. It's to do with how we're structured biologically and chemically and how we can all alter that based on our beliefs and manifestations to become who we want to be. So I'm going to link all of that down in the description as well. So definitely read that. I think Becoming Supernatural was my second book I read in my life. So yeah, I can agree on that. And if you want anything, you know, much deeper, then hit you, me up. Yeah, reach out to <laughs> Philip or Vian. I'm going to link you guys down in the description as well. And uh, one of my last questions, are you guys planning to get out of Australia anytime soon? We can't. <laughs> no, but I mean like long, longer term, like I do you guys want to stay there if you, you know, reach big milestones or do you like it there? Honestly, like I think Phil would say something different, but for me, uh, my family's here and I don't think I'd want to like leave them for a long period of time. Mm. So like I think I would struggle with that. I don't want to like miss seeing my niece grow up or if I have any more in the future, I wouldn't want to miss seeing them grow up. Right. So I think like, I think for me, I will be Sydney. <laughs> now I'm the same. Look, I've got a little niece or nephew on the way. We still don't know. My mm. sister wants to keep it a secret, <laughs> but yeah, I want to watch them grow up as well. And I've told V, I would love to just do like three months of the year not living in, in Sydney. Yeah. Because the re the whole reason why we do what we do is like we've discussed before, it's for the freedom. Yeah. And I don't believe living life in one place is how life is meant to be lived. That's my personal view and outlook. Mm -hmm. I want to get out, I want to discover, I want to, you know, live with every single culture in the world. I want to experience every different culture and the way they live. And um, that's something I would really love to do. And, you know, down the line, when you have a family and, and kids, obviously you can't really do that. So if I can, depending on how we go with, you know, the lockdowns and the travels, if we can do that in the near future, that's something I would really love to do. But in terms of life, Australia is actually amazing. You know, we, we are very lucky to live in Australia. It is an amazing country. Mm. So I don't think I'll be ever permanently leaving this place the part of freedom is is the most important and as long as you don't have a boss above you then you can live nicely yeah i agree on that cool well, guys i mean that's all my topics you've answered everything and i'm really uh, i was really interested to hear all these opinions from you guys so really thank you for that uh it is definitely a pleasure to have you here uh if you guys have anything you want to add maybe on everything that's been talked about feel free to do so Philip. What do you have to add? He's always got something to add. What is it? <laughs> uh, if, if you're out there and you have a partner that's a trader and you're a trader, it's probably best that you don't trade the same pairs. <laughs> that's my bit of advice. Oh, lovely. No, guys, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having us as well. Yeah, really Thanks so much for having us. Always a pleasure. So for everyone out there, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you took some notes as well. I hope it was a little bit of fun. And uh, stay tuned. There's definitely more to come. And on this note, take care. Thank you and goodbye.